14 deadlift at 225 and then seven reps of a wall walk plus wall facing one minute rest between rounds like sprint rounds ish Mm -hmm. so holly man then that then i did 13 11 975 clean and jerk 165 burpee chest bar and then at the 15 seven rounds for time 11 bench press with 70s 15 ghd sit-ups annihilated so then i went mountain biking later that day like i went for like a 60 minute mountain bike yesterday yeah and the whole time my left tricep is cramping up every time i straighten my arm out on the bike sounds like you may have done more than you needed to do yesterday probably a lot of pressing for sure maybe maybe did a little more than i needed i did the class workout with jason i don't know if you saw it it was um two rounds for max reps it was three minute stations yep 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 love that we just took the one minute rest out he got there kind of late and I had the kids and I was like, Hey, we're just going to do, we're just going to go 30 minutes, 30 minutes straight. And it was still good because it was one works, one rest. And then I did a dumbbell bench toes to bar intervals and then did my, and then did my strict pull-ups and push-ups later. So it's a good combo. Um, I did one one of Hiller's uh, programming workouts this morning. What was it? Uh, 10 minute AMRAP, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12. Uh, kettlebell swings american with a 70 and push-ups oh how long 10 minutes nice nice that's simple easy um continue to ascend or just two four six eight ten twelve fourteen repeat simple not easy did it continue yeah. to us <laughs> yes okay yeah. it keeps all right um is main site a great program to follow uh, is my Apple mouse working? Yeah, here we go. All right. Depends. So yeah, we're, we're going to get into Boz's a couple yeah. weeks today. We did Dave's last week. We will continue and do Ben's the following week. I don't know. Next week. We'll see you competition starts next Friday. Yeah. So we we'll might see. not do a show next week, but then after we got to do our, how we program for our gym show. I, I really want to do that. Um, but we'll review Ben. And then I don't know how I feel out about reviewing Dale King because it's just a fucking hero every day. So do I even – it's like not. I still think I still think we should do it, and it, it might actually be a really good experiment for us to do because we can go into it with the premise that we know hero workouts are already programmed as is. And is there a way that you could possibly just take two weeks straight – and can and make it what we would consider a really well-rounded program. I think you could with I think you could with heroes, but I don't yeah. think that has been the start with this guy. Yeah. So it's I mean, been, it, would, it it would be good to look yeah. into. It would be good just to be like, hey, you know, three out of the first five days there was running, or because a lot of all a lot of minutes. a lot of hero workouts have yeah. a ton of running, and like today's was an interval, right? So you have to look for those when you look for the hero yeah. workouts, different formats, because most of them, like you said, are are long grinders yep. for the most part. Okay, so Boz went from – well, real quick. We were just talking about uh, the season changes, and it seems so ridiculous to me that they would claim that switching the Open from five weeks to three me- weeks is better on affiliates and that that's the – that those are the guardrails that they're using to make their decisions is let's make things easier on affiliates – then expand quarterfinals to top 25%. How in the fuck does that make things easier for affiliates? I mean, that's what me and you were just talking about. So that just seems like a ridiculous claim. That- uh, yeah, and I mean, I listened to 
Adrian and Chase's podcast right before we went on yesterday to kind of give our initial reactions. And there was a lot in there that I could jive with and I really did agree with. Um, trying to make things a little bit more simple, trying to make the season almost broken down into month blocks where you're like, okay, cool. March is going to be for the open. April is going to be for quarters. May is going to be for semis in June. But keeping it three weeks for affiliates and, and and I'm sure they reached out to a ton of affiliates. I don't remember getting a, like a survey of like asking how quarterfinals went, asking if there was any feedback. I don't remember getting one of those, but I imagine they reached out to a lot of affiliates that probably had a ton of participation in both the open and quarters. One of the no, things they that really, didn't. one of the thing that was really surprising to me is the lag in between open and quarters. Like was, was there feedback that that one week in between was not enough to kind of like recoup and like rally the troops again, as far as like volunteers go for judges or um, figuring out a schedule because now there's almost a month in between. That was a huge thing that stood out to me. Mm. It's like, Hey, I can, I don't, like the 25 percent, i think it makes it too easy to attain Stupid. but if but if your reasoning behind it is hey quarters is almost a continuation of the open okay fine if you don't want to make the open five weeks and you want to make quarters just kind of a continuation of the open for the people that are better then just continue it the following week or just leave it one week in between now there's almost a month so you get ramped up for the open. You do three weeks. Come down. People move on. You got to wait. Like, you got to wait another three weeks until, okay, now we got to do the quarters. Then you wait another, you know, there's some stuff in between there, right? Like teams will start a little earlier for semis and stuff like that. But yeah, it was, um, there were, there were some parts of it that definitely made me scratch my head. And yeah, yesterday I was a little frustrated, probably just because, um, you know, the constant change and trying to make plans you know, selfishly running a competition that I choose to do there kind of in the middle of that season um, is, is difficult and knowing dates well in advance makes it a lot easier. We still don't know the exact dates for semifinals, but we can kind of estimate when those will be. But then also too, yeah, just thinking to myself, man, like I have a really fit gym. I have a ton of people that want to compete. <laughs> now I'm just going to have a ton more people that I have to, that I have to set aside time to, to make sure it's legit because I, I don't know how other gyms do it, but I mean, you have to have a registered judge and that's not just like a, okay, cool, judge them. And then you can put me down as your judge. Right. No, right. it's like, you have to have that. If you're going to get videos set up, it's got to be legit. Um, there's nothing worse as a competitor than thinking you set up a video, right. And learning that something wasn't, and you have to redo the workout because then not only does the athlete have to do the workout again, the judge has to judge it again. Yep, yep, <laughs> All yep. that stuff has to happen. So, so and the, just any claim that they make that, Hey, we listen to your feedback. We're doing this for you. Blah, blah, blah. It just is not true. And I have no qualms about being fucking blunt and hard about this because it's just fucking ridiculous. I expanding to 25%. A, Gosh, just, just the claim that, hey, we switched from a five-week open to a three-week open to make it easier on affiliates. Okay, that's a good claim. But now make it 10 times harder during quarterfinals because, like you said, it's not going to fall on the athlete to say, oh, um, it's my job to get a registered judge. It's going to be my job to tape the floors off. No, these people are paying a monthly membership at their affiliate, and the expectation is going to be that if I qualify for quarterfinals, you guys are going to have this set up for me to go. You're going to have a judge for me. 
that might not be right, but that's going to be most people's expectations that I pay $160 a month here. I qualified for quarterfinals. When can I go? You tell me when to go. So now you've given every coach at every affiliate 200%, 300%, maybe 400% more fucking work to do during quarterfinals um, for people that, to be honest, have no business doing quarterfinals when the quarterfinals intent is to find the semifinal athlete. Additionally, how the fuck are you going to make programming that can properly find a semifinal athlete, not only in the open division, but in the age group division, while also being a test that is that is safely prescribable to 25% of open registrants? Yeah, this is, I mean. What the fuck? This Explain is where the questions really, and we don't know. Clearly, it, it, it's, uh, it's hard to just kind of wait at this point but what we know is you're going from top 25% to top 200 in each age group which is a lot you have a lot more leeway for programming but going from top 25% to top 40 in like North American and Europe I mean talking about like and having that way broader net of athletes that I mean yeah it's it's uh I mean hey from a programming standpoint, if they know it and they're just like, yep, we know it and we're going to crush it, awesome. But a lot of the feedback last year was, hey, this is top 10%. Um, the programming was too hard. And I, I, I understand what they're coming from when it's like, hey, qualify top 10%, but I can't handstand walk that far. Or I can't front squat 225 from the floor. Or um, – it had 15 bar muscle ups as the third movement in the last workout. And I could only do singles or whatever, you know, I'm a little bit more like, Hey, after the open, it's now a competition. It's not, it's not for everyone. It's not for the community. You qualified for this. And the argument with a lot of people is, well, I qualified for it and I paid to do it. I should be at least able to do the workouts. Okay. So now you have 25%. So are all the workouts going to be gated formats or all the workouts going to be progressions where they just get harder and harder as the workout goes? Will you have one or two workouts that are just like, Hey, seven minutes of burpees over the bar. And that's going to be one of the, one of the workouts. And then another workout is going to be, um, you know, uh, the snatch ladder on 12.2 where it's just going to be, like single modality type stuff where you're just like, Hey, this is simple. It doesn't require a lot of setup. All of you can play, all of you can snatch 75 pounds, but then some of you may not be able to snatch over 135. And that's how we're going to filter. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they run it. And if it's still five workouts, they gave an extra day for testing. Does that mean we're going to have more scored workouts or does that mean that you just can have more days to redo? Because that's probably going to be the case. More yeah. days for people to redo. And and think about this: they're going to potentially. Last year we I we saw what I thought was a step up in the programming. I liked last year's programming a ton. Loved quarterfinals last year, where there was a lot of strength element tested, not on its own, um, with the assumption that hey, there are some people here who are super strong that probably don't deserve to show that strength because they're not fit enough to. Now you've expanded the field to twenty five percent. With Dave back, are we going to go back to a strength test where that, you know, just held my tongue a little bit, where that athlete like, at like your affiliate who is an ex- next front squat. That, yeah, that, like, that right. Are you going to have that athlete at your affiliate who has who can't run a mile but somehow qualified in the top 25% and now 
they can just skew the leaderboard. I mean, and if that's the case, then CrossFit showing a blatant disregard for the people that work really hard to be at semifinals um, or work really hard to make 10% in the open, where they just simply don't give a fuck about you. And the only six people they care about in competitive CrossFit are one, two, three on the men's side and one, two, three on the women's side, Uh, which if it's going to be a professional sport, that can't be the case. Um, and I also hate this notion. I just want to bring this up before we move on. Um, I disagree so wholeheartedly. Like we have such a, we have a, a membership base at our gym. I wouldn't even call it a base. We have an amazing variety of young people and old people, young people who don't have any fucking clue about competing in CrossFit. Um, and old people who have watched Andy do it in the master's division, Greg do it in the master's division, Spencer qualify as an individual for eight years, me, um, and are a huge up, up invest. They're invested in that competitive competitive atmosphere, despite the open being a community event for them. Um, I don't think there is a competitive affiliate and an everyday affiliate. I think they are one and the same. Um, yeah, it's just uh, the way CrossFit is making decisions right now. Anyone justifying that it's for the betterment of affiliates and it's for the betterment of the athletes and it's for the betterment of the community. Um, Quite frankly, that's not at the top of their priority list anymore. Greg's not the owner of the business. It's private equity. And that means the priority likely is financial, which sucks. So we can carry the torch, though. So, yeah, once again, what what kind of implications it has? We, we've already kind of discussed, hey, it's top 40 now. It was top 60. Like, it's it's going to be a lot harder for those fringe semifinalists. Money. Last, last year uh, – sorry, last year. Yesterday um, – I want to say that, and I'm sorry if I'm misquoting this, Bethany Flores and Yella Hosta would not have made their semifinal had they been using the top 40. So, I mean, huge implications, not only top from the programming ten the, He was 10th of the games, right? Uh, I think that's right, yeah. Or top 10. There. What the yeah, it's like, fuck it's, are they thinking? It's, uh, while the Masters divisions are expanding greatly and they're taking like 40 and they're taking 30 and 20, to the games 40 for teams as well which i think is awesome it's giving them their own competition they're going to be a full fields they're going to have a ton of participation great move while a lot of people will argue hey like the people who are 41st through 60th at their semifinal, like they they were just kind of happy to be there to compete yes they were and for a lot of them that's a lifelong goal and for a lot of people that's a huge accomplishment but maybe the thought process behind it was do we really need these 20 more spots like you miss take- out on some outliers for sure. And Chase brought up this point on their show yesterday. Would those athletes that we aforementioned, would they have taken the quarterfinals process more seriously as far as like redoing workouts, um, doing everything they could to make sure that they're clearly above the cut uh-huh. line? Maybe we don't know that, but chances are this year, especially there'll be names that we all recognize that don't even make semifinals. That's tough. Yeah. Top yep. 40 is really tough there. And I can say this, I would bet my fucking life that yellow host day did not pull back in any sort of way during quarterfinals. I would, I would bet a lot that every workout he was all fucking in on. And he probably just really struggled with a workout like the front squat workout or a workout like the heavy clean and jerk workout. Um, well, all I know is like, I, I know, um, from a programming, like from a um, having respect in the community and among other coaches and athletes, I think his coach Andre Houdet is about as good as you can ask for. For sure. So Absolutely. I'm sure he's 
I'm sure he's taken the, all this information. And if, if you have an, if you have an athlete like him and like I, I lump you and some other people into this group where it's, it's never going to be, if you get to the games, will you do well? Because you're good at things that are only tested at the games. It's just getting to the games every year is stressful. And it's like, depending on what the programming is that comes out, you could go one way or the other. So someone like him in a lot of ways, the quarters and the semis are a more stressful time mm. than actually getting to the games. When you get to the games, you know, you can do things that a lot of other people can't. Um, question. When they shrunk the North American and Europe semifinals to 40, was that to add space to other places? Um, yeah. So they actually took some spots away from the three you would call games the, qualifying the, spots, the, the strong, no, 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 just the semifinal okay. spots. And then they actually moved them to the, what some people would call less competitive regions. Meaning like, like I'm confused. So like more, more people are making it in um, the other regions and less are making it in the North America's which, and in Europe. Which, so how many total will go in the other regions? Um, the games allocation spots, I'm, I'm not sure but semifinals. if that changed, but the se- there'll be, there'll be bigger semifinal fields, if that makes sense. Yeah. But in which regions do you have that info or should I pull this up? Uh, I don't have it on me, but you can look it up easily and see. Okay. It. Um, here we go. I don't want to misspeak. I know it's, I know it's forties for those three. Oh, I just want to be right when I shit on this part of the, the, Update. Um, season structure by division. Semifinals. Uh, semifinals are the final qualifying stage for athletes hoping to compete at the CrossFit Games. The top forty men and forty individual women from each women from each region will compete. So for all first. the regions, there you go. But wasn't it already for like? I'm confused. Were the fields smaller before? Was it thirty in were other there, regions? Were there forty in Africa with Michelle? I don't think there were forty. Um, I thought maybe it was 20 there, 20 or 30. Look, let me look it up. Leaderboard, uh, semifinal. So, yeah, and then also, too, you know, we'll we'll get more information probably when the rule book comes out as far as, um, you know, how this affects 30 strength of field, how it affects uh, worldwide ranking, all that kind of stuff, because you have to still assume that they're going to use that system to allocate games qualifying spots so like where north america east may get 11 and north america west may get nine maybe this year it flips and west is stronger after quarterfinals do they still use the top 100 worldwide in quarterfinals to decide best strength the field um all that information i'm sure will be tweaked a little bit and will probably come out it makes it makes zero sense to me why they would shave uh north america East, West, and Europe to 40 spots to add 10 spots to Asia, Africa, and South America. No, and, and, and is wow. it just this? Is it just simply like they the whole global representation thing, the whole trying to push it in areas that it's still got that buzz more so than here? I, I don't know. I don't DEI, know. this that's a DEI move. Do you care about the athletes that are the best, or do you want to look like you're being equal and representing? everyone equally it shouldn't be about representing every country equally it should be about representing the talent equally representing the depth of field with equity wow this is just a uh all right we're 20 minutes in let's get into boss party what a fuck show all right anyways uh 
to reiterate, what a fuck show. Okay. Um, and those are not JR's opinions. Those are mine, um, just to clarify. All right. Boz's programming. He started on September 11th. That is... Perfect, perfect day for a hero workout of choice. Perfect day for a hero. And he said, hero workout of your choice. So we can't really analyze anything there. I think that's cool. I like that. You know what I think is cool? This is very small. But like, typically on .com, you'll see hero workout of your choice. That's what it'll say. And you'll say you can find the list here. Maybe this is Boz. Maybe this is not. But I think it's really cool that he wrote Review a list of heroes and honor one with an all-out effort. Mm-hmm. And, like, even that looks like Boz wrote it himself. Like, hey, don't just do the hero workout. Do it like you're trying to honor this person. Yeah. Don't hold anything back. Do it as hard as you possibly can. Because that's one thing, like, when we do hero workouts at the gym, this week is a big hero week for us. We're doing McCluskey tomorrow, which I know is one of your favorites, um, because Caroline, one of our members, served with him, was killed in action. Um we're doing Chad on Sunday for veter or for, for Veterans Day. Saturday? On, sa- on Saturday, on Saturday we're doing a Marine Corps birthday workout. Okay, um, we've got a lot of former Marines, and then Sunday we'll do Chad. So this week is like there's a lot of hero workouts going on, and something that I always tell them when we do hero workouts is, hey, here's the deal: you don't whine and complain about it, and you go until you're finished. There is no time cap. Yep. Like, that's it. Finish what you start. That's it. Cool. Love it. Next day, this is a classic strength format for .com, and we're not only going to see this in the form of a squat, but later on we're going to see this in the form of going overhead. Typically, if I remember correctly, the format here is flip-flopped, where usually it's your most volume per set is for the back squat, the moderate volume for front squat, lowest volume for overhead squat, so that the weights stay almost there's less disparity between weight, right? Like you can overhead squat for five a whole lot less than what sure. you can overhead squat or what you can back squat for one. Whereas if the overhead squat were five reps and the, and, or sorry, if the back squat were five reps and the overhead squat were one rep, they'd be a lot closer. Um, I like, I like this format better. You do. Yeah. I like starting. I like grooving the squat with the most technical one hmm. and then going for the really, really, really heavy, heavy single efforts on the one where you really don't have to think and be technical yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, do you remember if Rich was the one that they made a video on doing this or was he doing the flip-flop? It's a really old school video, but it's one of the ones I remember Rich doing. I'm pretty sure it's front squat, back squat, overhead squat. You mean back squat, front squat, overhead squat? Yes. I think so as well. Yeah, that's what I believe. Um, cool. Love it. And this is smart too. You don't know what people are going to pick. Someone may have done Randy on Monday. Someone may have done Murph. Someone may have done Klepto. Someone may have done Clovis. Like there's so many different workouts that people could have picked. So doing like a classic heavy day is like a really good move from a like, hey, let's be safe and let's not program a million pull-ups after someone did 200 the day before. Like I think a strength day after a choose your own adventure type day is like a really good move. Um, This is a question I want to bring up. In general, in general, to this point, I think three out of the four have been good programs to follow fitness-wise. I think the one we are currently on seems like there's not quite enough variance for me to be called .com CrossFit. I think to this point, Dave, Boz, and Ben have 
all given what they think is best for a general, like a GPP fitness program. Um, and I don't think that what the guy programming now, I don't think he's, it, it seems to me like he's saying, we're going to do this because we're leading up to Veterans Day. We're going to do a hero every day. But is that is that the right call for a GPP.com program? I don't know. I wouldn't call that like, hey, this is a great program to follow. Um, there are military programs out there where you can just fucking do a hero every day. So I think to a degree, it probably is a little bit of a gimmick um, to get eyes on .com programming. From an eyes on standpoint, I think it's a great move. I have been more. Um, I wouldn't say I've been paying attention more because I look at .com every day. I Me make too. little notes when I see things that are kind of like, huh. Like I've like the G, like the hip extension toes to bar workout. Yeah, like I just kind of made a note of that. It was like that's about as classic dot com programming as it gets, mm -hmm. and that's an amazing stimulus that I never do, and I should probably do that. Like that's I look at dot com for knowledge for sure yeah, yeah. and guidance a lot of times. Right. That being said, I have paid attention more to the workouts, but more so who's programming them than I have the actual workouts. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've looked at the workouts more so as like Dave, Boz, Ben, than I have just looking at the programming for what it is. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe knowing it going into it, I thought about this. What if they would have done the two weeks and then told you on the last day, the last two weeks have been programmed by Adrian Boz? Th that would be cool. I think the week that what we're on now, you would be able to look at it and be like, what the fuck? Who's programming this? A hero every day. But you would, you, you right. would, you would, you would wonder though, like, is it Dave doing it? Like you would, it, it would give you, it would give it a little bit more yeah. suspense and a little bit more like, you know what? I had this bias in my head. Like for instance, let's just say, um, let's say Rich is one of the guest pro, uh, programmers. I remember Dave saying that they would definitely ask him. And if he was interested, they would love for him to do it. What if you, what if you got richest programming for a couple weeks and you found out it was his and all the preconceived notions that people had about how rich programs were just like, whoa, I never would have thought this was riches. That would be pretty cool to learn after the fact. Okay, next day, rowing intervals. So we've got whatever you want as a hero, heavy day, monostructural. Um, typically with the hero, you're getting a blend of movements. It's not just like single modality. Um, so we'll say a blended CrossFit workout. That's probably a grinder, a heavy day, single modality intervals in the rower. I like, I like the row intervals so far. So good. Um, thoughts there. And this is another big intensity day. Like this is a workout where it is really easy to just bury yourself in the dirt. Yeah. And once again, there's, there's so many unknowns with that first day of programming that if you picked one, um, is it Mannion that's got the sets of 29 back squats in it? Yes, back squat. So what, what, if you, carry is it? What, what if you pick that Run. and your legs are just trashed and you come in and you got to go heavy? Like You take a rest day, brother. The row is exactly probably, – it's probably one of the only things you even think about wanting yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, too, like if you did uh, Tommy V, right? If you did something rope shorter. Climb, rope it, climb thruster, yeah. Yeah, you did something shorter on the first day. Um, again, I think the, the way that the two single modality days are put back to back and after a day where you're not really sure what people are going to get themselves into is a perfect call. Now, after this rest day, anything goes, you do, you shouldn't have to worry about anything else. Two days ago, you just sat on the rower, you went hard, you buried yourself, but there's not a lot of repercussion. There's not a lot of loading on the body, um, all that stuff you can recover from. So going into Friday, 
like I said, it's almost like a, a, a new week in the same week. Yep. Thursday rest day, three on, one off. And then following that up with a twist on a CrossFit Classic. Um, this, I think, is cool. It's a death by burpee, but you're going every two minutes and you're buying in with a 200-meter run and you're adding two burpees every round. So I suspect a great score on this workout, oof, like 33 maybe. You think that's possible? 31? This is one of the ones that I feel like I would need to feel. And I think if I had to guess, I would either go way under or way over. Like I would, I would either underestimate it or overestimate it. Really overestimate it. Now, I think I watched the video of Boz talking about this. This is also like classic Boz from what we've seen from him from a programming standpoint. We know that he's he loves to he loves to govern your intensity by making you go harder than you want to go. And he said something about this. He was like, you know what? There's a couple of different ways you can do this. And one of them I'm not as fond of. <laughs> you can run the 200 slowly. You can do the burpees slowly and just kind of game it. He's like, what I would recommend you do is you run hard and you go right to the five burpees and you do them fast. And then you rest and you get run hard again. And then you go right into the seven. You run hard again. You go right into the nine. And you see how long you can hold that intensity versus just gaming it. You see what I'm saying? I think 33 is off. I think 23 to 27 would be nuts. <sighs> hey, fuck off, Tank. I'm going to go do this workout, and I'll do 33 tomorrow. So one, like thing, one thing about this workout, I, I, need to be, I need to be told, my members need to be told, you need to be told what kind of burpee to do. Mm, do I? So... If you are going to extend arms straight overhead and clap, no, you like, have to extend your arms. Like, well, listen, back in the day, that was what you had to do. They, you couldn't they, just you couldn't just do this, or you couldn't clap behind your head, or whatever. You extended the arms, you clapped overhead, full range of motion. <laughs> do you do them that, like that? Would you Would you tell your people they could do line facing burpees? Would you tell them they could do bar facing? Would you tell them they could do lateral hop burpees? Would you tell them like on this workout? I would tell everyone no jump burpees. So they had to open the hip at the top. Um, I think, well, for scoring, I, I think I'm not really analyzing this through a scoring perspective. I don't give a fuck. One no matter what burpee do, you do. You, you could do bar facing and do way more rounds than yeah, if you yeah. did like traditional burpees. No matter what you do, I think this is an amazing stimulus. Uh Man, what type of burpee? I'm just telling my members that you have to touch your hands over top of your head at the top and open the hip okay. at the same time that your feet leave the ground and that your chest and thighs need to touch the bottom. Most people so can't do that correctly. So just classic burpee. Yeah. yeah, classic burpee, and most people can't do it right. Um, love it. Next day, love it. Did this workout. Sick workout. Five rounds for time, two-mile bike ride. Not in the gym. Go for a bike ride. Then do 10 muscle-ups and then 10 moderate to heavy deadlifts, 275, 185. 50 muscle-ups, 50 deadlifts, 10 miles of biking. Long, long workout, but an awesome workout. And for people that are watching this that are like wondering, well, when is a workout a class workout? When is a workout a quarterfinals or a semifinals or a games-level workout? This workout can check all of those boxes. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of those examples of just a workout that holds up and there's so many levels 
to fitness that there are people who sure you're gonna have to scale the muscle up or scale the deadlift load, but the deadlift load isn't super inaccessible. And there's gonna be most people who are gonna be able to RX that weight. A lot of people have stationary bikes in their gym or have a bike that they can get outside and ride. You could see a workout like this being done at a major competition put on by by the CrossFit Games. Like it's an it's an incredible workout, super cool. And the muscle up volume is such that coming off the hard bike ride, it's still. I mean, how did you feel on it coming off a hard, hard. bike? Did the ten feel hard? Yes, hard. And then going right into the deadlifts, hard. The nuts thing, like the craziest stimulus, is getting on the bike with your heart rate exploded, and like your first. 400 meters on the bike, just being like, Oh my God, I hope I don't fall over and wreck this thing. So um, it's just, like skill. yeah, yeah it's just such a weird, it's like, okay, I can do 10 muscle ups, 10 deadlifts and then jog slow and recover. But like getting on and like having the proprioception to like balance and recover. It's just such a weird, it's crazy. And my forearms a lot as well. It's really like cool, already yeah. when I mountain bike, I like put way too much weight into my handlebars. My hands go numb and I like, like, yeah, just an awesome love it. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to do some, just some mindless, like nerd out type stuff with, with bike and how it's been programmed on .com over the years, but in the really, really early days, like 2001, two, three, and four, you would see bike hard and fast for two minutes, or you would see bike a mile in workouts all the time. And then for the longest time, biking went away. And then the echo bike became the official bike of CrossFit. You started seeing echo bike three or four years ago, come up on main side. It came up with triple unders one year and everyone mm -hmm. thought, Oh, maybe this is the year. 21, 18, 15, 12, 9, 6, 3, right? Echo bike calories, triple unders. Yeah. Now you're seeing biking come up a lot. This is really cool that he even says, you know, get outside, but if you can't use a bike or an echo bike. So it's, it's just cool. It's just really one, one of my favorite workouts this year on main site. Yeah. I, I love this Boz, Holy fuck. Sick workout. Um, another rest day. So following Dave's theme, that's kind of cool. I think they're trying to accommodate in this sense to like, Hey, we understand that it's really fucking hard to work out on a different day and rest on a different day every week. And most people need routine to a degree in their life. Um, so three on one off two on one off is appropriate. That's cool. I like that. Um, coming up next Monday, Nancy, this used to be for the longest time. This is my favorite, uh, CrossFit workout ever uh great workout holds up man this is one of the ones that's like holds up. you know you can your know, fran was programmed recently and you know a lot of people will just be like you know fran there's just that that terminal speed that if you've been doing crossfit a long time it's it's really hard to get faster mm -hmm. um you can only cycle but so fast blah 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 but like this workout you have five rounds of opportunity to run harder Yep. And for a lot of people, yep. like you can continue to get better at Nancy for years and years and years. It hurts so nicely too. It has such a, uh, just unique, unique, I don't know, Mason, Nancy is probably one of my most wheelhouse workouts. Mason's a great runner. Look, you're a fan of saying this, JR, that anybody on any given day can beat you. Mason's one person that I'll say probably has some workouts where he can beat probably just about anybody, but I don't know, dude, Nancy is a, is a Homer. Set it up. Uh, next day, live, you live it. this inverse or kind of to the other end, we had that five, three, one squat progression. Now we've got the five, three, one overhead progression, five, five, five strict press, 
333 push press, 111 push jerk. Same flip-flop pattern where I think typically .com would go 555 five, five, push jerk, 333 push press, 111 strict press. Now it's just flopped. And and hearing your take on it, I like that. But let's not let yeah, and let's let's make sure that we don't shortchange the what I really really love about this. Else at pull-ups. And that's at the pull-ups or, in, or after each movement. That's, uh, I, you know, my, the only thing about this is I wished it were highlighted here. Like. Well, it's in bold, this, but five, yeah. I you, know, but yeah, like yeah. five, five, five dash L pull-ups. I don't know. Um, or just write five, 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 and then asterisk after each set perform a max yeah. max set of L pull-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did these on Monday. I haven't programmed them in the gym in a really long time. Um, we do a lot of strict pulling work hand over hand sled, legless rope climb, just strict pull up, weighted pull up, stuff like that. But I haven't programmed L in a long time. And uh, I programmed with running and lunging with a kettle with kettlebell front rat. So a lot of mm-hmm. midline fatigue went into it. It was an awesome stimulus. It was, yeah. um, I kind of forgot how much more challenging L pull ups are than, than strict pull ups. It's probably like, I would say it's probably three to one. I did. We had last week on SMTP, we did, uh, DT twelve nine six and then three L pull ups after each round. Just uh, it was a deload week, so it was a way to modulate the intensity, so to speak. One of the yeah. only things Boz has said about, as far as like hints or anything about next year's programming, twenty twenty four programming, was when we were talking about inverted medley and how initially that the pullovers were going to be L pull-ups, but they couldn't couldn't really decide on a standard, so they chose to go with pullovers instead. So he had said, you know, if there there is one little nugget for next year, like people, make sure you're working on your L pull-ups. Because you you'd have to think that eventually they they will probably come to a a standard that they Mm -hmm. want to try. Mm -hmm. With that movement, what do you think is the hardest part about standardizing? Do you think it's the start position, like, hey – there can be no movement of the arms until your heels are above your butt. Then you can start your pull. No, because then you can just swing your feet up and then pull. Right, 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 right. Do you think it's on the way down? So you come up, is the rep over when your chin is over the bar? So if you want to just drop off every time you can, or do you have to control back to extension with your heels still above your butt? Yeah, I think you have to show an L position with your heels above the height of your butt. Show that. Like for like, I don't know, a second or show, show an L position, then initiate the pull up, then show an L position, then you can, then your rep is done. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, how do you, uh, how do you, you know, you know what it looks like when somebody does it right. And you know what it looks like when somebody does it wrong, but how do you standardize that for competition and stuff? And like, can you supinate? Do you have to pronate? Because yeah. supinated position yeah, yeah. from, uh, <laughs> from people that don't have great elbows, um, being able to like see a full lockout holding a supinated position for a lot of people is just super challenging. So do you make everyone do a pronated grip, all that kind of stuff? Um, next day games, test intervals. I think a good, easily modifiable workout to a class. We go right from a heavy day to something super, super high intensity. I think if there's anything to note here, it's that typical, this is CrossFit methodology of, breaking up your days of metabolic intensity where you're feeling that super, super dark place. We can go back to this heavy day. Um, so, Hey, a lot of intensity on a hero, break it up with a heavy day, ton of intensity on the row right after that. Now we come back here, 
horrible amounts of intensity on Nancy, break it up with a heavy day, follow it up with some more intensity. Um, I like that a ton. I think it's cool anytime you can feasibly program a CrossFit Games workout and do it in mm-hmm. your affiliate. Yep. Most yep. Mo- most everybody can stack a couple boxes and whether you feel like you need to use bands to hold them together or sandbags or, or whatever, um, chances are you can you can get this stimulus and it's really cool to be able to compare to people like Pat who even in a games field like really stood out with everyone else to kind of appreciate their level of fitness. One of the things I really like in the scaling on this one and something that I like the coaches to tell the classes, sometimes I'll put target times and time caps in the post every day but hey if you can't finish the first segment in 90 seconds like modify it mm-hmm. like you need to be chasing a certain stimulus and it doesn't need to just be well i can do the games version so i'm gonna do it well like just because you can doesn't mean you should maybe right. you should decrease all the numbers by three so that you can find that same stimulus that they have mm-hmm. good workout followed up another thursday rest day good good friday Squat clean, wall-facing, handstand push-ups. I, I like this. Amber. Skill work, too, though, first yep. for 15 yep. minutes. Yep. Handstand skills. Here's a two-part.com. I think people were like, oh, Ben Smith has the first two-session. Um, no, there's. I think you can see throughout main site days where there are two elements. Um, I think a classic is like deadlift 5x5, five five, 1K row. Um, today, handstand skills for 15 minutes, then a workout. And I like this if you own an affiliate or run an affiliate. That's one of my favorite ways to fill a class is give like a 10 to 15 minute workout of just destructive intensity, but start it or follow it up with like something that peep everybody in your affiliate needs to practice. Like if you notice a trend in your affiliate, okay, most most of my affiliate sucks at handstand pushups, or I only have six people that can do ring muscle ups whatever practice that and teach people that we did that yesterday and i think like three or four people got their first trick muscle up ever awesome big fan let's go yeah and then we see uh we see the classic weight that boz tends to go with a lot in competition uh we see that 185 125 a ton we see we saw it in the open on the snatch ladder it was the middleweight we saw it on um, the bench press workout with the rope climbs and shuttle runs in the quarterfinals for age groups. We see, we see it in the semifinals last year online. It was like the DT, the chief type intervals uh, with barbell only. Like that 185, 125 for people that are com- going to compete at any age group, you need to be good with this weight. Mm-hmm. Next. 10 rounds each for time, hill sprint or stairs. Love it. Thoughts? Yeah, it's really cool. It's not it, it's not something you would see as much on main site if we were just looking at main site programming for like 10 or 15 years, kind of like the biking in a workout, but super true to the methodology. Boz has said many times before, I'm a huge fan of hills and stairs. We saw the capital, right? That's the first time we've seen yep displacement up something and not just across a field or something like that and no i just think it's 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 so creative also this is something that's maybe a little contentious for some people when you see programmed like 10 by 100 meter sprint all out effort and people are like man like you're asking like 30 40 50 60 year olds to do that like someone at your gym is either popping an achilles or hamstring when you have a hill run 
Safer. So much safer. Way more. Yep. Way more. Yep. So just super clever. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, as far as from a programming standpoint and things and having someone do clever things, I think Boz is kind of an elite. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Man, he is... I mean, him and Dave both, they have a capacity to come up with just beautiful workouts. And Ben, too. I've loved his. I loved his two weeks. Um, last day of Boz. This is like the, you know, awesome, awesome uh, skill heavy, high output day. A weighted pull up and five by five weighted pull up, five by three broad jump. Love it. Thoughts? Triple jump, um, you know. I, I like to establish a max during your warm up and take a slight distance off and complete the broad jump three times after each set of pull ups. I think is cool. Yeah, I really like that instruction. That's what I was gonna say. I think uh, it would be easy for people to think, well, what is what does a set of three mean? Is it mean like do one and rest ten seconds and then load up and then do another one? But this is supposed to be like like a triple jump. Like yep. you jump, land, gather yourself, but don't move the feet. Jump yep. again and then add up the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's great, and I think seeing weighted pulling. Um, is super oldschool.com and it's maybe not something a ton of affiliates do. I've talked about this so many times before the nature of CrossFit. There's so many planes of pressing. There's so much loaded pressing on the body and we don't get that a lot with pulling right with upper body pulling. And it's something that, I mean, hold a med ball, hold a five pound dumbbell, like do, do something where you're loading that musculature in a way that you don't typically do it. Like with kipping. Cool. Great. Uh, this to me felt like, uh, I think more so with Boz than even with Dave, this felt more like, okay, this is what .com feels like, but I can 100% see the elements of Boz in it. And I think that is really cool. And that's what I was expecting or hoping for out of .com uh, or these new guest programmers. Like I still want it to look like .com because that's why we love it when it's, you know, done, I guess, well. Um, but I want the theme of each person to shine through or the essence. We'll say this is .com with an essence of Boz. Um, yeah. I like that. No, that was good. That was a good variety. Um, not a ton of redundancy in movement patterns, like not a ton of squatting, not a ton of hinging mm-hmm. from the floor, mm-hmm. not a ton of push or pull, um, not too much monostructural. There was a lot. Yeah, I think this was – I think this flowed about like – any really good two weeks of dot com that yep. I've ever seen. All right. Well, this is dope. Uh, dope. We'll potentially be back next Thursday. Maybe, maybe not. We'll, we're going to have to have a talk about that early next week. Cause I have a competition coming up at our affiliate. Uh, and we're going to be prepping for, and yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in. Have a great day. Peace out.